It's another great day, and yes, it is a delight to be permitted into your homes and hearts. I remain as always the voice of one. Last week we told the story of the traveling salesman who went to a city to make sales, but instead of doing what he was sent to do, he went on to have a good time with the resources he was given by his employers. He went partying, whining, dining, and mingling with the high and mighty in society. And when it was time to return to his employers, the salesman was frightened, for he had squandered the resources given to him without making one sale. We likened all men to traveling salesmen, put here on earth by God to live to please him. Unfortunately, like the traveling salesman in our story, we observe that many people are enjoying the world with all its trappings without living to please God. We saw that the life we came into the world with, though given by God, has been contaminated due to the sin of Adam and Eve and that no man can please God through a sin-contaminated life. We saw that God through Jesus Christ has made available to all men his life, which is a resource that will enable us to live the life that will please him. We went on to identify two broad categories of individuals who have access to the life of God, but who have not used it as they should. The first category are people who don't know what the resource is and so have not appropriated it, while the second category is made up of people that know what the resource is but have either misused or abused it. The group we spoke about last week was the first group, those who don't know what the resource is and so have not appropriated it. We explained that without the life of God in a man, that man will not be able to live for God and that no matter how hard he tries, he will only be able to live for himself. He will promote and be engaged in carefree living, pornography, prostitution, drugs, cults, money laundering, political massacres, witchcraft and so on and may even challenge the very existence of God. To resolve this issue, we noted that an individual must first admit that his is a contaminated life because of sin, acknowledge that the death of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was the basis for exchanging this contaminated life with a new life, and then ask God for this new life, which is holy, divine, and undefiled. This new life is available to all men if they would just ask God for it. Today, we shall be looking at the second category of people. This group comprises people who have the life of God, but who have either misused or abused it. These are people who profess to be born again, but either don't know why the life of God was given to them or what it is meant for. Do you know that there is a way to live once the new life that is the life of God is bestowed upon you? Do you know that you are given the life of God to use as he directs and not according to your personal dictates? The life of God is misused when a person uses it for an evil purpose or in a wrong way. And it is abused when it is used in a manner that betrays the trust reposed in the recipient. When God gives you his life, he expects you to use it as an extension of his hands and heart so that those who don't know him can experience him through you. To misuse or abuse the life of God then is a betrayal of God's trust in you. Using the life of God to please yourself rather than to please God is a misuse of his life. To seek to exert vengeance on your enemies is a misuse of the life of God. For God says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. It amounts to a misuse of the life of God also when we engage in any of the following. 1. Cursing rather than blessing. 
for the new life is given to be a blessing to others. Two, when we continue to live as we were before we receive the new life, for the life of God should transform us into who God wants us to be. The life of God always brings a positive change in character. Three, pursuing our personal goals rather than God's goals. For the new life comes with divine goals. Hence, our personal goals must cease. And four, enjoying the personal benefits of the new life without sharing it with the community of believers in the Lord Jesus Christ and the world at large. For the new life is given to individuals for the benefit of all. Individualism is not part of God's kingdom. An abuse of the new life occurs when an individual uses it to commit sin as in the following cases. 1. When a spiritual leader engages in sexual intercourse with a member of his congregation or anybody for that matter, for the new life is given to us to live holy. 2. When a person becomes a dictator in his home, office, ministry or the church, for the new life calls us to lead others through the demonstration of the love of God. 3. When a person is consistently quarrelsome, for the life of God enables us to live peaceably with all men regardless of their opinions or beliefs. 4. When a woman dresses in a seductive manner, for God has called us to decency and decorum. And 5. When a person is heavily invested in living like the people of the world while making light of God's standard. Indeed, everyone who has the life of God in him has been called to a higher standard, a policeman, a judge, a politician, a local government chairman, a lecturer, a governor, etc., who claims to be born again must be holy, pure, peaceable, and undefiled. He cannot, for example, be involved in election rigging or fixing, contract inflation, judging in favor of the guilty, making promises he is unable to keep, making and prosecuting policies that leave people impoverished, showing no care for the underprivileged, and helping students to cheat in examinations, just to mention a few. Individuals who misuse or abuse the life of God should be frightened when it is time to return to God because they will certainly be called to give an account of themselves. The example of Samson in the Bible is worth reviewing at this point. This was a man who was born with the life of God from the womb. However, he misused and abused it by engaging in uncontrolled rage, becoming a one-man demolition squad and engaging in illicit sexual relations. In the end, Samson was captured by the enemy because the life of God in him had been withdrawn. His eyes gouged out, his feet bound in chains, and he became an object of ridicule and amusement for the enemy. Are you living like Samson? Are you one of those who blatantly misrepresent and misinterpret scripture? to suit your misuse and abuse of the life of God? Are you presently misusing or abusing the life of God? Be very afraid, because the life of God can be withdrawn. There are stories of Christians, including preachers of the gospel, who are engaging in all manner of shameful acts, including sexual immorality. Are you one of them? Be very afraid. Many are quick to point out that the hair on Samson's head began to grow again afterwards, thus signifying that he was being restored due to his penitence. But they never consider that Samson lost his eyes forever. Though his strength was restored, it was for one last act of revenge, which also cost him his life. My dear brothers and sisters, has God graciously given you his life? Then use it to please him, not yourself. In the end, it is not how well people adjudge you to have lived that matters. What matters is how pleasing you have lived for God. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and loses his soul? There is good news though for you today if you have misused or abused the life of God. The good news is this. If you repent now, you can be saved from the kind of humiliation Samson got. You don't have to wait until your eyes are gouged out, or you become a captive to the devil, or you receive some other form of public disgrace and divine judgment. 
before you turn away from your sinful conduct. Repent now and be saved. To as many as have the life of God in them, this is a call and an encouragement for you to uphold the trust that God has reposed in you. Live your life to please God. And if you are listening to this broadcast and desire to have the life of God in you, all you need do is ask God for it after you have first of all confessed your sins to him and acknowledged that Jesus' death on the cross was for you. And may the Lord God show you mercy and compassion today in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you once again for this broadcast. I want to pray first and foremost for those who are asking even at this time for the life of God. Father, please bestow unto them this life as they repent and confess of their sins. I pray also, Lord, for those who have been misusing and abusing your life. I ask, Lord, for mercy. I plead for your grace upon their lives. Forgive them. Wash them in the blood of Jesus. Make them whole again and set them on the path. Finally, I want to pray, Lord, for those who have your life and are using it appropriately. I pray, Father, for strength and grace upon them, that they will use it continually to reveal to the world the goodness, the mercy, the kindness, and even the judgment of Almighty God. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. We can be reached after this broadcast by text or by calling us on either 0807-777-5630 or 0803-777-9931. The numbers to call or send text to again are 0807-777-5630 or 0803-777-9931. I really would love to hear from you. God bless you and goodbye. Oh God, let us be a generation that seeks, seeks your